It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Fun show today. In just a moment, we're going to be joined by our friend from Locked On, Nittany Lions, one of uh, the many great hosts here throughout the Locked On Podcast Network, Kevin McGuire. Can't wait uh, to chat with him. You know what? Let's just uh, let's just jump into it. Joining us now here on Locked On Auburn, the host of Locked On Nittany Lions. Kevin McGuire, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Zach. It is so good for me to get a chance to come on this podcast because I got to thank you and the entire Auburn community for uh, bringing me on, kind of adopting or letting me adopt you guys a little bit last season when it didn't look like Penn State was going to be playing. But you got football. You got Penn State football. We we, we got it. We got it. But I I was all in on following some Auburn Tigers football for as long as I needed to. Um, But, you know, hey, maybe it would turn out better for me that last season anyway. I don't (laughs) know. Well, last year's season for Penn State got better. Better as the season went on, started pretty rough, but yeah. but you guys kind of pulled it together over the course of the season. What was the biggest thing that that allowed y'all to do that? Really, they just needed to find their offensive identity. I yeah. think um, going into the season, it looked like the running game was going to be one of their strengths. And then shortly before the season started, they found out that one of their star running backs, Journey Brown, was going to have to medically retire. So uh, that threw a wrench into wow. the curve. And, and then. Pretty much as soon as the season started, one of the first couple plays, they lose their other top running back, Noah Kane, to a season-ending injury. So they're going with some raw, inexperienced running backs, uh, taking on some big shoes to carry uh, early on. That was just one of the reasons. But this was an offense that was just in complete disarray. Uh, Obviously, a lot of teams had the excuse of not having full spring practices. And I'm not saying that Penn State is in uh, any special category, but they also had a new offensive coordinator who didn't get a chance to work in the spring in Kirk Shiraka. Um, that should be something that's going to be a little bit different this year. If we will probably get to that at some point, but sure. I do think that there was just so many things that went wrong for Penn state. They weren't able to have consistency in practices because people were unavailable here, but people weren't available there, which is a weird year <laughs> all year around. Yeah. Uh, and the schedule was pretty tough in the first half of the season. So I don't think it's a coincidence that Penn state got better as the season went on. I think their schedule got a little easier, too. So I think that that's fair to throw out there, too. Do you think those issues that happened at the beginning of last season are behind us and and not a factor anymore? I think so. Um, Kind of alluding to what I just said, they do have a new offensive coordinator this year in Mike Yurcich, but he got a chance to work with them for the spring. So he's already kind of uh, working on some things. So I think as far as the offense is concerned, there's much more potential to be kind of in sync from the start of the year uh, and not be in a work in progress as you're seeing things unfold in, on games. It's going to be a challenging schedule, so it may not get off to a great start, but I do think that there's much more optimism going into this upcoming season for what Penn State could potentially do. I think if you look at the recent track record, Penn State's on a pretty good level, mm-hmm. and last year notwithstanding. So I do think that there's a good opportunity to have a little bit of a rebound season, kind of get back to not necessarily giving Ohio State a run for the Big Ten title, but being a team that could be in a New Year's Six Bowl game at the end of the year. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting to look at some of these schools that had like an uncharacteristic bad year like Penn State. I mean, listening to you know national shows, talking about big picture stuff, like – 
was that an actual issue last year or was it just, you know, I mean, COVID impacted everyone, but that's not a factor anymore. How how coaches and, and cultures respond to COVID now is irrelevant because that's behind us. So, like, even if it was an issue, it's not an issue anymore. So, that's what it seems like to me as I look at Penn State stuff is, like, you know, the, the bad year last year really seemed to be like a one-year thing until um, – and, and that's what I'm going to think until proven otherwise. And I, that's where I am too. And I think, you know, we'll find out whether or not last year was a fluke. I think when this season starts yep. <laughs> and like I said, it's going to start with some challenges. Uh, you know, not only do they have Auburn in the, the week three, right. but they also opened the year against a very good Wisconsin team on the road. That's not an easy place to play. They're going to have to play on the road at Iowa, which is never an easy game for anybody in the big 10. Of course, they're going to play Ohio state in division, you know, Indiana. I don't think it was a fluke last year, but they're going to get Indiana at home this year. Yeah. So there are some good challenges ahead for Penn State. So as optimistic as I am that this is going to be a much better season for Penn State, I do think that there are some very difficult games ahead of them that I'm not sure that they win them all, but uh, you know they could win the majority of them, but it's not going to be easy. But I do think we'll get a really good sense for uh, just how good this Penn State team will be very early on this year. Kevin, you mentioned that uh, that week one game against Wisconsin. A lot of Auburn fans are pointing to that game and saying because of that matchup, Auburn kind of has the upper hand in their matchup with Penn State because Auburn has two cupcakes leading into Penn State. So maybe they can, I don't know, hide more things on film because, I mean, it's a totally new system at Auburn with Harson coming in replacing Malzahn. And you guys are going to have to throw everything at Wisconsin because Wisconsin is a very good football team. Do you think there's any yeah. any truth to that? Because a lot of Auburn fans are looking at that week one matchup between Penn State and Wisconsin saying, like, that's going to help Auburn a few weeks later. I think it's pretty good logic, and yeah. I totally could buy into that a little bit. But there is uh, something to be said about being challenged early on, too. Right. So maybe that gets Penn State a little bit um, kind of more focused at the start of the year to bring their A game because they know that they're not going to be able to cruise past their first couple opponents the way they have in recent years uh, for the most part. So it, there could be something that is to Penn State's advantage by playing a challenging game on the road. Uh, there's cer- certainly some things that Auburn can be holding back with a new head coach. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a few new wrinkles that Penn State will have no clue it's coming. Uh, until that game is played. So I, I think it's a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. I'm not so sure which one has the advantage in that situation. Yeah. And again, maybe we won't know until after we see what week one holds for both these teams. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But it's fun. We get to talk about it all summer. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, absolutely. So as far as the strengths of this Penn State team, what are we looking at? What are Auburn fans? What should they kind of be looking at as far as when they talk about Penn State? Because sure, Auburn plays Akron and you know Alabama State, but the real season opener for the Tigers is when they go up to take on Penn State. So what are some of the strengths of this team that Auburn fans should kind of keep an eye on? Let's talk about the offense real quick. Yeah. I kind of mentioned that last year was supposed to be the year of the running back or the running game. I still think it's kind of there if they stay healthy. I think this is going to be a solid running game. Uh, they added uh, John Lovett from a uh, Baylor uh, who brings some experience. Uh, sure. He can do some things he can contribute. So I'm not so sure they have a one main featured back or anything like that. Maybe it'll be no Kane, but I think that there's some good uh, depth at the running back position still going into the year. Wide receivers are coming along. Obviously, Jahad Dotson is going to be the star, but they do have some other younger wide receivers that could contribute a little bit more. You've got Brenton Strange at tight end, who I think is going to be continuing the mold of what Penn State has been doing at the tight end position in recent years. And I do think Sean Clifford, through all his ups and downs, being a third-year starting quarterback with a quarterback coach and offense coordinator Mike Yurcich, I think we're going to see the best of Sean Clifford that we've seen. 
I'm not so sure what that ceiling actually is. I'm not saying he's going to be Trace McSorley, sure. but I think he's got potential to make some things happen. But defensively, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I think this is a year where the Penn State defense is going to be anchored mostly by that pass, uh, pass defense because they've got a lot of experience. They've got a lot of depth there. They're actually trying to find ways to get everybody on the field uh, because they feel like that is going to be one of their strengths this year. Uh, obviously, Penn State is known for linebackers. It's solid, but sure. not great. So there's still some room for improvement. That's why I think the secondary, they're going to be challenged this year, but I think they're going to be up to it. We'll continue our conversation in just a moment. But first, today's show brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. All their prices, very competitive, very low, and their website is very, very user-friendly. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV and write Locked On Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. But you're that so that so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliable, low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As far as the pass coverage, and that being a strength of this team, that's why I, I think Penn State's going to win this game when it's all said and done. And I think a lot of it's going to have to do with, you know, who is Bo Nix? You know, like what right. kind of quarterback is Bo Nix? Because the first two years, he hasn't really lived up to expectations. I think he was fine his freshman year, but didn't really get much better. And the, the storyline down here, Kevin, is... Can Bo Nix take that next step with Harson and then offensive coordinator Mike Bobo, right? Can he take that next step? And I think he's going to look fine in those first two games. But as soon as he actually faces a, you know, a real team in, in Penn State in a very hostile environment, night game, have they confirmed the whiteout yet, by the way? Real quick, they have not confirmed a okay. whiteout, but I'm guaranteeing you right now that's yes. going to be a whiteout game. And I think there's going to be two whiteouts this year, but that is – it's. It's got to be a whiteout. I hope it you is. Can't, you can't bring Auburn into Happy Valley no. and not have a, a whiteout crowd for a national TV game. National TV loves the whiteout. It's going to be a whiteout. Yeah, I, I think it will be too. And so we've seen Bonix really struggle away from Jordan Hare Stadium. And so as a new coach and a new offense, is that going to change all of this? Is Bonix suddenly going to become a significantly better player? And once again, we won't know until it all happens, but right now I'm leaning towards he's probably going to struggle. If they beat Penn State, it will be because of Tank Bigsby, which is one of the best running backs in the SEC. He's phenomenal until he got hurt against Tennessee last year. Do you see that as an issue if you're Penn State? It's like, okay, I think we're good in the passing game, but like we've got to stop the run in this Auburn offense where you know Brian Harson at Boise, he comes over and he wants to have a blue-collar team and he just wants to run it and run it and run it and run it and play action you. Is that an issue? If you're Penn State? Could be. It, really? it very well could be. Okay. I do think that the defensive line is going to be okay. I don't think I, I don't think there's going to be too many running backs that tear them up on the field. But if you're talking about you know so many third and shorts situations or you know th- those kind of plays, that could be something that grinds on them a little bit because you know 
you got this pass secondary. That's going to be great. But, you know, are they going to be able to stop the run up front? I mean, you may have to blitz them. I don't know what's going to happen. But I, I do think that's a, a little bit of a concern, uh, especially with so much turnover on the defensive line. Penn State feels pretty good about their defensive linemen. Don't get me wrong. But I, I think when you lose as many players as they have going into the new season, it, it could be a little bit of a challenge to get everybody in sync. But I think uh, that's certainly going to be the biggest concern because I don't think that they're going to be uh, losing too much sleep over Bo Nix. I think he's a little bit of a wild card. Yeah, there's no, there is no sure question. You <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah, and I do think that uh, if Penn State's going to win this game, they're going to have to focus on stopping the tank because uh, if you don't, uh, you could be in for a long night. He's very good, and the guy backing up, yep. Sean Shivers, I mean, they're just totally different backs. He, he'll he run over you smaller, but, I mean, he's just – I mean, he was a a, a national-level sprinter in, in high school, so, I mean, he can he can attack you in different ways. It's going to be fun to see how they use him too, but – I mean, yeah, I, I'm just, I, I can't wait for this game. I know Auburn fans are totally jazzed to travel up to Happy Valley. They uh, they can't wait. And, uh, I mean, if you had to pick a restaurant on campus for uh, visiting Auburn fans to go to, what would it be? It's called Shoney's. It's a little bit of a sports bar, nice little barbecue place. So you definitely give that a look. Uh, I guess it's still open. I'll be honest with you. It's been a while since I've actually uh, been on the campus sure. and checking out some of the scenes. Uh, there was a great sandwich shop that I used to go to all the time. Unfortunately, that's no longer available. But uh, that Shoney seems to be one of the uh, the go to places from what I've heard. So I would definitely recommend that. I think uh, I think the 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 quickness in that answer says a lot. So yeah, Auburn it's fans. The first check one that came to my mind when you, when you mentioned that. So I figured yeah, I'm going to throw this out there, and hopefully, uh, any visiting fans up to State College or around that time, uh, give it a look. And hey, let me know if I'm uh, giving you good advice. I, I would love to know that. And Auburn fans have found you on Twitter, so that's exciting. So they know where to find they you. Have. Absolutely, Kevin McGuire yeah. for sure, for sure. How have you approached conversations about this game? I, I know you've talked about it as the off season is is picking up. I'm sure there's been a lot of chatter about you guys taking on Wisconsin in Week One, but What's the Penn State perspective on this matchup? Everybody, like you said, Auburn fans are looking forward to this game. Everybody that I have talked to in the Penn State community is very much looking forward to this. Yes, a lot of the tension is very easy to put on that week one game against Wisconsin because there's much more at stake there as far as Big Ten's concerned. Our week one is Akron. I mean, come on. So I'm a little jealous. Penn State has been there. Don't. Yeah, (laughs) right. Uh, But I, I would say that of all the games on the home schedule, for sure, this one's been circled for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. And I think what, what ha- with what happened last year, everybody was looking forward to a series opening up with Virginia Tech. That obviously never happened, and it doesn't look like it's ever going to happen. So everybody was kind of hoping, let's just make sure we can get these games in because everybody wants to see this Auburn series, I should say, home and home, uh, take place. Because, you know, just getting a chance to play an SEC team uh, in a Big Ten stadium, it's pretty rare, right? And so it doesn't happen very often. Uh, the last time Penn State played a team, uh, from um, the SEC was Alabama, actually. They had a little home-and-home home series a while back. Uh, didn't go Penn State's way. <laughs> but I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, been there, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but I do think I do think it would be pretty cool to see more of these kinds of matchups in the years to come. I know they've got West Virginia come up on the schedule in a couple of years, uh, but everybody's been looking forward to this Auburn game uh, for a variety of reasons. I know that a lot of Penn State fans are looking forward to getting a chance to maybe make the trip down there uh, next year. So it's going to be a fun series. Hopefully uh, it lives up to the billing. I think it certainly feels as though there's mutual admiration for this game in particular, and I can't wait for it. And you know what? The, the thing is, this is going to be the biggest home game that they've had really since 2019 because they didn't have fans in, in the stadiums at all last year in the Big right. Ten. Uh, you know, they will get a home game before Auburn comes into town, but you know, 
the national primetime atmosphere, what's expected to be a whiteout. This is the signature event that's going to kick off the at least the home schedule for Penn State, and everybody's looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. So there were rumors in all of the Auburn message boards and Auburn Twitter and stuff about how like we were going to switch the years for the home at home because of was that happening up there too until and then I, and then Pennsylvania's like no no we're doing this. <laughs> I, I saw some murmurs about that. I don't yeah. know how realistic it was. And I think, you know, it, it kind of would have made sense because uh, things are going much better here in Pennsylvania. Stadiums are opening up. We've got full capacity crowds at, you know, at the Phillies games. I uh, think, think the Sixers, if they last long enough, will have uh, full capacity crowds. And I think things are similar in Pittsburgh. So uh, things are trending in a much better direction. Uh, Beaver Stadium is going to be open up now. So uh, I, I think that kind of calmed the nerves. And if, if Beaver Stadium was going to be closed, or even if they had a significantly reduced capacity by the time the football season come, came around, I think that there would be some serious discussions to maybe flip flop them because I think they want to get a full crowd here for mm-hmm. this Auburn game. I don't think there's any reason why you would not want a full crowd for Auburn uh, because it's not very often that it happens and it's going to be a big game. So, you know, not having a full Beaver Stadium possibility, I think would have kind of ignited that a little bit more. But fortunately, we don't have to have that discussion. Yes, now. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, a lot of Auburn hands fired up about that. We will continue our conversation with Kevin in just a moment. But first, today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You can even get in on the action early with a ton of college football futures as well as uh, NFL futures, uh, all kinds of good stuff. So don't sit on silence anymore. Get on, get in on the action and uh, use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So I I mentioned I think I think Penn State will win this game. I mean, as we talk about this game in June with several, several months to go until we get to this point. Do you have a prediction for this? I, I think that Penn State's probably where I'm leaning. Uh, again, I, I think there's so many toss-up games for Penn State this year, and because I'm a little hesitant because of what we did see from Penn State last year, so I want to see uh, if they are going to be as good as I think that they can possibly be. I want to see them prove it against Wisconsin in Week One and against Auburn in Week Three, and then we'll see what happens after that. I, I do think that there are some things that I'm optimistic about for Penn State, and I think getting the game at home is going to be a huge advantage. And that probably plays into their favor. So I do think Penn State's going to play well at home, I think, this season. And I think that that's going to probably lead them to a victory here against Auburn. But again, it's only, what, the middle of June? So we've oh, got yeah. some time. Maybe we can check back in July and see how we feel about it. But sure. and again, then again in August. Right. Uh, but, but I'm sure uh, I don't think I'm going to be changing too much. I, I think Penn State's probably where I'm leaning for this one. Yeah, yeah. Clifford uh, is an interesting thing. And, and, you know, looking at some of his stuff makes me want to almost pick Auburn. But I'm not quite there yet. I'm definitely not quite there yet. I I totally get that because he had some moments last year where he really contributed to putting Penn state in some big holes. And that was one of the problems. They, they dug such a big hole that they did come back in second halves of games last year. It kind of gets lost in the fact that they started the year own five, but they did come back. They had a lead against Indiana. Uh, They put up some points against Ohio state. Uh, They made a, a, a run at Nebraska 
And those were all losses, but they played better in the second half. They, they made games interesting in the second half of games. Uh, they just weren't able to dig out of some of the holes that they had already uh, crawled into. Sure. And so Clifford, uh, to his credit, uh, has taken some of the uh, accountability for that. So I think that that's a learning process. And I think that that's why I go back to what I said earlier. I think we are going to see the best Sean Clifford we will have seen. How good is that Sean Clifford? We'll find out. But I do think it's going to be better, at least at the start of the year, than it was a year ago. Sure. So pivoting away from this game and just kind of looking big picture college football, Kevin, what's been the Big Ten perspective on the transfer portal? Auburn's been a very active team in the transfer portal, which makes sense with the new coaching staff coming in. They want their guys and and they kind of inherited a recruiting class that was nowhere close to full. So they needed, you know, to to, to get guys on campus. So I think Auburn fans' perspective on it may be a little skewed. I don't think it's quite as active everywhere as it is on the Plains. But from your perspective, what what has that been like for you? There have been some uh, moons around the Penn State and the transfer portal in recent years. And, and this year is not necessarily an exception to that. They've lost some key players to other programs through the transfer portal. And let me just say, I love the transfer portal. And I think it's great for student athletes. I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, even if it comes at the expense of what Penn State has as far as a roster. They, like I said, they have lost some notable players to other programs in recent years. Uh, but this year, they're actually a little bit more active in gaining players. There's still a possibility they're going to add a quarterback through the transfer portal, whoever that may be, before the start of the year. I know that's one of the things they really wanted to address coming out of the spring practices. They haven't done it yet, but I do think that that's going to be something that gets added into the mix as we move forward. Y'all were going after Finley at LSU, weren't you? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, they, they were supposedly in the mix there and right into uh, the final stretch there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing him in week three. <laughs> so, well, I got uh, uh, I think there's a real chance of the performance at Aldridge quarterback and against Penn State may want Auburn fans to see a lot of Finley. We'll have to see. That'll be very and, interesting. And I was actually on record. I thought he would really be a really good fit for what Penn State was looking for. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, the transfer portal. I'm, I'm not saying replace Sean Clifford, but they needed somebody with experience and some potential. Yeah. And I thought he had the right kind of mold that could work well with Mike Yurcich and what Penn State's trying to do offensively. So I really did feel like they were going to make a serious push. I didn't know if they were going to land him, uh, but I, I did. I was not at all surprised that they were in the mix right down to the final decision. I kind of see Auburn and Penn State in the same tier of things in regards to, you know, the big, big picture college football. Um, and I think both fan bases are very excited with the news of the potential expansion of the college football playoff to 12 teams. I think it benefits both teams here. Absolutely. Uh, if this is going to be the 12 team format that we're talking about, uh, I just got done saying on the Wednesday edition of locked on Nittany Lions, I went all in on the college football playoff because it was my first chance to do so. Sure. I think Penn State is absolutely one of those handful of schools that is going to benefit from this greatly. And I think just look at the recent history. If you had that 12-team format going back to 2016, Penn State's in the playoff every single year. Wow. Uh, they're not they're not necessarily – aside from last year, okay, aside from the 2020 sure. season. Yeah. Uh, but 2016, they're a Big Ten champion. They would actually get one of those bye weeks uh, in that in that setup. Mm -hmm. And then they're on the road. I think they have a road game against Notre Dame one year, a road game against Baylor one year. But you're also seeing some SEC teams coming up to play in a Big Ten stadium uh, in December, which I think is going to be a lot of fun when we get yeah. those possibilities. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty good. I'm, I'm leaning more and more to being on board with the 12 team format more than I wanted to. I, I'm not saying it's perfect. I think I would change a couple things, but I like the direction of playoff expansion. I've 
always been in favor of expansion to some degree. Yeah. And I, I think that Penn State, I think that Auburn are two programs that should benefit from this greatly. I think Georgia's another team that they, they, they won't be left out for <laughs> too many playoffs. Sure. Uh, and, and I think you're going to get a couple more. Georgia still won't win anything, though. I cannot stress that <laughs> enough. They still won't win anything. I agree with that. I think they're going to be in it. They're, you know, they're going to right. be like Notre Dame. Notre Dame's going to be in it routinely. Sure. Not necessarily going to go very far. I mean, they may win a game, but you know, they're not yeah. going to win the, the big prize because there's still schools like Alabama and Ohio State doing their thing. Right. Much to both of our chagrins, I'm sure. But, very but much I, so. I, I, but um, but I am looking forward to when this playoff does expand, and I think that whatever the situation, whatever the format's going to be, I think that Penn State is a, a team. If they stay on the same track record that they have been under James Franklin, they should be in a pretty good position to make some playoff runs. Auburn would have made it twice since fourteen if if this twelve team thing was happening, and like in some in some vein, I'm like, okay, that's cool, but also like. Once again, just big picture college football here. Like, were they a playoff team? Like, did they look like a playoff team? Like, did you feel like every year since what, what 2015 is what you said? Did, did you feel like 2016? Did you feel like Penn State was a, a playoff, college football playoff team every one of those not years? Every, not every year. There were there were a couple seasons that I think they yeah. were, they would have been a pretty fun team to watch in the playoff. Uh, I think 2016, you can make a case for is that when McSorley was there? Yeah, McSorley, Saquon. Yeah. This is the year they won the Big Ten Championship. Ohio State actually was in the playoff, but they beat Ohio State. So, um, you know, funny how that works. It is funny, but you know what? I, I still say that Ohio State deserved to be there more yeah. than Penn State because I feel like they were the better team. Uh, but now the parameters are probably going to be changing a little bit, or at least how we're viewing what is a playoff team. So, obviously, it's going to be a, a little bit of an evolution of how we approach this conversation, but. Uh, I, I think that Penn State would have had a couple of legitimate playoff teams since 2016. Not every year, though, but they would have been in it every year. Yeah, sure. Kevin, thank you so much for your time, man. For Auburn folks listening that want to get the inside scoop of this matchup that Auburn fans are so excited about, where can people find everything that you do and hear everything that you do? First of all, Zach, this was great. I can't wait to bring you on Locked on Nittany Lions. Of course, Locked on Nittany Lions, uh, like every other podcast on Locked on Podcast Network, we're available wherever you get your podcasts. You can check us out on the Odyssey app. I'll leave those five-star reviews coming in. We're going to do a five-star Friday episode uh, this Friday. So if you want to help us out, Auburn fans, that'd be great. <laughs> we'll yeah, definitely shout you guys out. Uh, but you can also catch us on Twitter at Locked on Nittany. I'm also the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, a part of that USA Today sports media group. So if you want to get some more conversation over there, please do so. And, of course, we'll have plenty of coverage on that Auburn game throughout the year, throughout the summer, throughout the, the start of the season. It's going to be a lot of fun talking with you about it. But And, of course, you can also catch me on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Zach. Great stuff from Kevin McGuire, host of Locked on Nittany Lions. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I'm sure we will chat with him more throughout the um, throughout the offseason. I've actually got interviews scheduled with Akron's broadcast team. We're going to start kind of working our way through the schedule. I may go out of order. I may just kind of go as I feel, uh, feel like it. But, uh, yeah, so expect that sometime next week. I've got an interview with their play-by-play guy and their color guy. So looking forward to uh, doing that. I don't know if that'll be two separate episodes or one together i haven't quite decided yet so keep an eye out for that and if you have questions tomorrow for ferg friday please please let me know whether it's uh, on twitter or you can text the show 
or on the Discord, whatever. So, thanks for listening. This has been Locked On Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.